listeners, you're listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Nightmare Junkhead. With Genius McGee and Greg D. I'm Gigi Saul Guerrero from Lucha Gore Productions. Ah! Gore is love, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. This is a Jazzy Fizzle. Fizzle. Production. Fizzle. This beat is automatic, supersonic, hypnotic, funky, fresh. Weaving in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from. This is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that always curtsies when confronted with royalty. Yes! My name is Greg D. I'm Sir Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're breaking out the red carpet and donning on our finest attire as we welcome back everyone's favorite goth guest. Gangsta Princess, Jill Gavargazian. But before we get into that gang, let me remind you, we were the phenomenally frightening Phantom Podcast Network. Phantom. And you can find all of our past episodes along with a host of other horrific horror podcasts at downrightcreepy.com. Or if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Nightmare Junket in your iTunes or SoundCloud app. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your loogie hole. <laughs> It was a million ways shout you could have already a shout out to that. And that's not even within my snort there. So you guys, we are super excited to have a returning guest here. Uh, at this point, she's kind of almost like a five timer. Yeah. This is like your third, fourth time on the show. And so you guys, you know her way work. more than three. Definitely more yeah, than three. Definitely more than three. More than more than three, <laughs> less than five. We'll come up with a handshake for that. But uh, you guys know her from <laughs> her short films, uh, Call Girl and The Stylist. Uh, she is about to expand into another realm. Uh, we're going to talk all about that. And even more, welcome back to Nightmare Junkhead, Joga Vargasian. Yo, what's up? There she is. Oh, <laughs> all up in your grill. Right. <laughs> Greg's trying real hard. I'm to be trying. Gangster. I'm trying. Yeah, it's, I bought the How to Be Gangster. And like everything you want to know about gangster rap, you you were afraid to ask. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I picked it up. <laughs> Hardcore for dummies. Just <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into everything, please tell our listeners where can they find you and all the various projects. Uh, plug and promote all your social media. Well, you need to go to sixtape.com. That's two X's and all my films and music videos are on there with links to everything else and all the social media. Um, I'm at Jill Six on everything. At Sixtape on Instagram, or not Instagram, everywhere but there. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, someone else nabbed that before you? I just, I can't run another Instagram. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) You will start to splinter all your consciousness and your uh, social media types. I thought about drone. doing it, but it's the same things I would post for my own. It's just another thing to do. No. So much branding. <laughs> no, no. Solid, solidified into That's one what there. hashtags are for. There we go. There we so, go. And uh, obviously a lot has happened since you've last been here on the uh, on the, uh, episode, the last time you were here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, quite a bit, in fact. So you actually just last week, you got back from the, was it the Telluride? Horror festival? No, I did not go to that one. Were you were 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 you were a judge on that one? No, I was a judge on the Knoxville Horror Film Festival Knoxville. this weekend. Okay, that was the one. Okay, please tell us about that. Um, well, I the stylist played last year and we won Best Actress. Oh my god, I don't nice. even know if that's right now that I'm saying this out loud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then I worked on BFF Girls over the summer and. This guy, William, who runs the 
Knoxville Horror Film Festival helped a little bit on that film. And he asked me to be a judge this year. So it was like I couldn't, I didn't get to attend any of the festivals this season. So it was nice to, I, still, I got to watch still a slew of them. Yeah. A lot of good films. I was going to say, were there any highlights? <laughs> uh, lots. Um, Tragedy Girls is amazing. Tragedy Girls is fantastic. And I, that's not normally my type of movie. So I was kind of like, I don't know about this. And I loved it. Um, the Endless is also amazing. Um, the same directors that made Spring and Resolution. Nice. And what else played? I don't know what else played. That's Sequence a- Break by Graham Sk- uh, Skipper is really awesome. It's like a uh, crazy Cronenberg-esque crazy thing with video games mixed in and madness and oh my god i can take video <laughs> vi- yeah cronenberg and video games i'm oh, good with that long li- long live the mushroom kingdom that's <laughs> <laughs> now unfortunately what you didn't see and okay oh, i gotta put the crown some back of you on might somehow. have some of you may have witnessed the uncrowning and the recrowning oh it just doesn't Aww. work as well does it that's unfortunate <laughs> No, <laughs> that looked like the saddest episode of like toddlers and tiara is just like a, a crown that doesn't quite fit like <laughs> oh my God. so actually where are you um are you hosting I take offense are we, to that where are we where, where are live people? on instagram right now okay we are know? on instagram right then that's what's going on recording there. on monday october something or other 22nd 22nd yeah 22nd <laughs> We're what a professional show. <laughs> Technically, it's the 23rd, y'all, but that's all it is. Five people watching this is the 23rd. <laughs> that's okay. We don't claim to be a factual internet uh, podcast what or anything along those lines. There? I'm sure they're probably going, what kind what of horrible basement are you on? in there? Do you need help? <laughs> is, there, is this code for anything at this point? <laughs> She's help? like, they're like, blink twice for yes, <laughs> blink once for no. Do you need help? <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Turns out she's scrawling things on the bar, just like, you know, Um, (laughs) not a guest. We think it's gang signs, but it's really like the international, like, Boy Scout symbol for help and shit, semaphores and whatnot. That is horrible. Absolutely. Now, that's going to... now that Help me. I'm not tipping it over. No, it's going to tip over, too. I can guarantee that happening. (laughs) Um, So, we've had the opportunity, obviously, to go from... from (laughs) That, now it's a sad crown, actually, when it doesn't sit as high up on your head. I don't know, will that affect the, the mood? Of there we it? go. Oh, burger. Baby, baby. Oh, you used to get fears on the bird. <laughs> the crown will sit on my microphone for now. There it's, we go. It still harnesses the power for the GGP. Uh, well, speaking. Someone asked if it was the freaky girl crown. I don't know what that means. It's the goth it's, gangster princess. Right. It's, Better recognize. <laughs> it's the only crown. There are no other crowns when it comes to that. But we'll try this. Okay, that's much. It actually looks more natural that way. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I think it's really it's it's the uh, the price tag that sells it more than anything. Hey, you're not gangster if you don't have the price tag on the hat still. If that's it's just not how it displayed prominently. That used to be. I wonder if that's still relevant because that's been a while. So that's true. I think it's still a thing. I think so. Wait, wait on, right? you're not cool enough that you don't know what relevant is. Come on now, Jill. I thought like been wearing the same crown for years. <laughs> I, I plastic. Know, Jill's old school. Old school gangster. Cold you know as ice. Old, old school. Cold as it, 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 it never goes out of style, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. Well, old school is the best school. I'm kind of curious, though, just in terms of all the other stuff that you've been doing. Um, you've kind of been able to go into music videos now. 
or at least here within the Kansas City area, you've had the chance to direct a few here with a couple of local artists. Go into that a little bit. How did the uh, the relationship start with those folks? Um, I know this story. <laughs> I'm hoping I you... hope so. How'd, how'd you get? Well, let me ask. It's funny you should ask because I have knowledge of this particular subject. Um, well, my homie Adam Doria, barbecue cheesecake on Instagram. He uh, he does sound on films. He records sound and mixes it. Um, he had some homies, Chris Knitter and Jordan Ryu, who were about to do some music videos. And Adam knew I wanted to direct videos, and I hadn't I hadn't made any, and I hadn't connected with anybody locally about it. And what's so hard is no one really has any budget, so it's hard to find a whole crew of people that's also down to do it for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he connected me with Chris and Jordan. They are Method Media. And we did Janky's video last November uh, for Miracle Maze. That was the first thing we did together. And we just hit it off. We've now made four music videos together. And they also made my new short film with me. So you've already started a little bit of a little partnership collaboration going yes. on? Nice. You're kind of developing uh, the film family as it is? Yeah. Especially so. here in the area. So is how you, you talked about just how hard that is, uh, finding people that are willing to do this on a shoestring to little to no budget um are you is it you th you think if you were maybe in another area it'd be easier to Putting find folks or <laughs> we're getting we're getting she's getting deeper we're getting another 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 one. angle yeah, another uh, angle there we go this is more the the, the kicking back this is the uh, the uh, the psychologist shot here psychologist shot. this is the sweeping epic this is uh some <laughs> some deep stuff is happening here right no but you um, think you do I, I what's just, the question <laughs> I ultimately like being here in the Midwest. Um, obviously, on the on the coast, you you assume it's easier to put stuff like that together. Do you find that as a, do you find that challenge more of an, a kind of a good thing, just in terms of forcing you to get creative, working outside of the box? Um, I don't think it's more challenging here than somewhere else. The challenge is not having a budget, <laughs> you yeah. know, like and then asking people to work on it for free. Um, but I have had a budget on a couple of these videos, so that's been nice. And I don't know. Um, the hardest thing is just I feel guilty asking people for help when we have nothing to give them. That's like my least favorite part about it. But then I also understand that everyone's also in my place. We just want to make stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I don't know. No, no that's actually. <laughs> um, but with Alicia, I've known her forever. So we I've told her I wanted to make a video with her for years. And, and this is Alicia Solo. Alicia Solo. Alicia Solo. That was the second video we did um, for her song Good. And that was really exciting to do because it's really bright and colorful and happy. And everything else I've made is either bloody or depressing or scary or something. <laughs> uh, speaking of Alicia Solo, um, my best friend from elementary school is in her band. That's awesome. Who? Yeah. Phil. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Wait. Phil's talk. We I know that you guys know each other. Yeah, he was my best friend in elementary school. Shout Weird. out to Phil. Shout out to Phil. What's up, Phil? Phil is in the new music video that we just shot for her song "Game." He plays a baseball coach. He was awesome on camera. A, a natural in front. Yeah, he can act. Phil's always been pretty pretty goofy and fun. So. <laughs> it seems anyone that's a, kind of attracted and drawn to this kind of a, a, a world, you can see them kind of adapting on either side there. Yeah. Well, that was the one then that you shot down the street here, down in the uh, the baseball field, right? Yeah, it was a 
this was Alicia's idea to do a video theme, like completely themed after League of Their Own. So we got two full. I mean, we faked two full baseball teams of all females, <laughs> and then we had some like cool cameos from you know local celebrities. Like we had a Fentra on one of the teams from the Buzz, and Mac Lethal play her the Alicia's team's coach. Phil was the rivals team coach, so that was fun. So Phil was like pissed off and every all these close ups <laughs> like doing all these crazy fake symbols. Oh my god, it was so fun. <laughs> Give it a lot of local love to the local to, to the Kansas City area. I like yeah. that. Well, and the we shot in Satchel Page Memorial Stadium, which is beautiful. I didn't even know it existed till we found it for this. And um it's owned by the Boys and Girls Club, so we like our do the rental was really just a donation so that's exciting to be supporting something cool exactly. instead of just renting something and paying who knows who um and that place is beautiful it's like i don't know when it was built maybe in the 40s or something but it's like a big cement grandstand and they've got the traditional you know american pennants around so it mm -hmm. really looks like league yeah, of their own perfect like, for that time period we were really we were stressed as hell actually about the location we were like to the to the last minute and then we got this place and it was like all of a sudden like holy shit we have the best location ever when a few days earlier we we're like i don't know if we're going to shoot this video on sunday right and then something just happens and everything just falls into place yeah, yeah that's were, awesome were they pretty excited to have you guys there yeah and the guy who runs the place was there with us all day i think he thought it was pretty cool but was also tired he's like this really takes all fucking day <laughs> <laughs> when you get a little sneak peek behind how everything works there yeah. i can imagine that we hope to do like a, a local screening for it and you know do like donate do the for the boys yeah and, yeah have like a small admission fee and donate it all to that that's to awesome them. that's awesome because they were really cool to us like they let us have this place just in a few days notice and it's a big location to get mm -hmm. that you could probably spend thousands of dollars on something yeah, like easily. that was that the largest location you've shot at so far just um, in terms of kind of yeah, grand and, and scope i think it is like it was so cool we got a really cool shot of alicia lined up with all the girls like a performance shot of the song where it really shows off the stadium like i'm like man this looks like a freaking commercial for them which we wanted to really show off like right. the stadium itself and have the name in it and everything it looks freaking sweet I, I'm say, I haven't seen any of the footage except for like watching it there when we were shooting but are you able to do anything different with with this shooting style with those videos that you would normally do with your shorts at this point are you trying to do anything different with that i mean it's a lot a totally different approach because it? it's all like just visual and you're not worrying about like intention for like store like there's not a there's often not a narrative which i like that mm -hmm. um so it's all just about design and you're like freer freer in that way <laughs> um but then hers has a tiny bit of a narrative because we we're trying to kind of make it look like the end of a ba baseball game <laughs> Who knows if that's what it's going to look like. What is, what is this baseball that you speak of? Um, yeah. But actually, the, the video that we're releasing on Halloween for Loogie, it's a, he's a hip-hop artist, and that actually has a narrative, but it's mixed with performance. I just let the guys watch it, actually. I was going to say, and I liked it. let's talk a little bit about that. When I'll say that is on Monday, October 30th, correct? Yeah, Screenland here in Kansas City. We're going to have a big event for it and show it. Lugie's going to perform a little bit there. And then 
even afterwards we're going to have an after party at riot room where it'll be his like official album release party and he'll have he'll perform for real there again so this is gonna be like an all night insanity into halloween and then we'll release it online on halloween perfect it sounds fantastic Well, and we are having the chance to have screened the uh, actual video and have, and that's, I, I guess, membership having its privileges, mm-hmm. if you will, there. Number one, thank you for that. Number yeah. two, it definitely does have what I would consider your style so far, at least the specific aesthetics that you bring into your filming, uh, specifically just some of the vibrant colors that I always see in a lot of your films, uh, whether it's the reds, the blues, the yellows. Is that on purpose at this point? Or is that yes. just like, okay, okay. And I like to... I mean, I think that Robert and Sarah, who I worked with on The Stylist, taught me all this. But well, I realized I wanted, you know, my stuff to have that kind of a, like, to be really stylish and have, like, a very specific look. So I always decide, like, a color scheme, like, at the start of a project. So everything's going to go together. Like, with this one, we wanted it to look like The Witch, the film. Mm-hmm. And, like, really the only, so everything is, like, muted colors. Yeah. And the only thing bright is, like, red we have some red in it and so like that really stands out because everything else is muted and then the green is vibrant because it's natural mm-hmm. and we've got some blue in there too but and also the kind of the coolest thing is just in terms of following you on social media is the fact that you really go you do a good job of kind of recording everything as it progresses even if it's just a little bit behind the scenes shooting here and there that's or really us. cool yeah <laughs> yeah quite yeah quite literally but just in terms of seeing the progression from even just maybe just from the inception in someone's head to then what's going on behind the scenes too ultimately even though even though when we start playing you're like oh the the sounds messed up even <laughs> like I'm, that's what I'm kind of curious, just in terms of, is something ever finished for you? Um, no, you can work on it forever. Right. <laughs> and I would like to have more time with some of this stuff, honestly. Is it just more just um, just budget crunches and, and time, so forth, restraints like that? And music videos, I think feel like they're just done so much faster. And it would mm-hmm. be different if we could focus on them full time, but we're all, you know, all doing it in our free time and yeah. f- getting them out real fast. Like a short, I spend months and months in post-production, and on these videos, we spend just a few weeks, so we work on it really hard, like really fast. Yeah, so it's like breakneck speed, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, again... It seems the, to be a lot of pressure, but so far, it looks like you're meeting to that. Well, the fact well, that I've, you've put I've some... realized I need to take a break from the videos so I can focus on my films and what I want to do next, because it's just like completely consumed me for the last few months right well you said that you know a lot of them don't have narrative but do you find yourself maybe trying different things experimental wise with those videos that you might then employ down the line and even if your future films or anything like that well i do use it as a way to like just get experience doing different stuff like with Lugie's video we had a scene with a lot of extras and i had never done like a scene without with more than just a couple actors so that was an interesting experience. <laughs> How was that? Um, it was it was fine, and we didn't. It made it also easier because with a video, we're not we don't sound doesn't matter because we're not recording it, so mm-hmm. people can still talk a little bit. It's nicer if they're quiet so we can focus. <laughs> right, but. On a film, I imagine how much harder it must be if you're worried about sound and everyone needs to be quiet but look like they're talking and being loud. Look natural. You're um, fine. You're fine. And everybody's just like pantomiming. Like it was a bit chaotic. But we got through it. I feel like on a film, it would be much more organized. We definitely approached it in a very casual way that day. Sometimes that's the best way to go. We were filming in a brewery. I had a few beers. Ended up being in the video. Yeah. 
Yeah, a little Smoking director. Blunt. I was gonna say, <laughs> it's, and it's not a blink there, and you'll there miss may or it may cameo. Be a blunt in the video. <laughs> Oh. Or two, oh, or five. Get out of here! They don't put blunts in rap videos it, anymore. It seemed, yeah, the video was a little hazy. <laughs> don't know if it was uh, necessarily anything like that. Um, no, they're definitely. There's, there's what's that? I was wondering if people were actually watching this. Oh, still? just kind of yeah, probably not. That's okay. There's three. Oh, the three hey. of you out there, I guess, that's <laughs> definitely appreciate it, uh, especially for four. for Jill there. Four now. Four were famous. <laughs> they're, they're spreading. Um, now, I love the fact that you're able to um, basically, like you said, kind of learn as you go with all of this. And the fact that you have the opportunity to promote all these Kansas City artists, it's a mutually beneficial thing, uh, promotion for them. And then, as you said, more experience for you behind the camera, uh, kind of expanding your talents and all the other stuff that you're doing. So do you plan on continuing that if you can? Doing videos? If, I mean, just on the yeah. side occasionally. Yeah, I really want to. Honestly... Then this makes me sound like an asshole. So I'm, but I'm like, I want to have a freaking budget for these things. Of course. Um, it's just such a, even like a really tiny one is just, when it's spread it out to everything is really barely anything. Mm -hmm. um, it's just so much work, especially something like Lugie's video. I spent months in pre-production and he actually gave, like had a decent budget for us. Um in like Kansas City music video standards and like a real music video it's like change which I understand that like I mean I don't have money like so I understand when like with when I'm talking to all these artists that don't have budgets because I understand like we're all on the same like level of struggling artists so we're all trying to make something but we have nothing to make it with so that's just the, the biggest frustration with filmmaking in general though it's like how do you keep doing it without anything to back it up mm-hmm like at some point something has to give or like or I get why people give up eventually because of that. It's like the energy to ask people and all that is just so much. Yeah, cuz not everybody has Kanye money, you know, so <laughs> well even more. I mean, that's well, I feel like there's just a huge like break between you're either like six you either have money, money or there's <laughs> nothing. Like it's Yeah. But I think I don't know where, you know, a lot of money would come from for videos anyway unless you were I mean, that's if you're already signed to a big label and then mm -hmm. they're taking care of it. Um, and then in band's defense, they don't, you know, they're naive to how much like it would, they have no like way to even judge it. So when they hear right. even like a tiny amount to us, they think it's a crazy amount. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's hard. And I, I get it though. But well, yeah. And it seems like it's just such a weird little kind of a niche area as it is, because I remember I was I was alive in the day of MTV where the music videos were. It'll be well. That's where David Fincher, you know, really got his start, and that's where a lot of the auteur filmmakers mm -hmm. were really able to cut their chops. So I'm glad yeah. you're able to do that. And again, I I think it's cool the fact that you're able to do that, then employ these different avenues of filmmaking and just kind of putting them in your pedigree and everything. So even thinking about the music video <laughs> with you and Luigi, because he came up with like the story, correct? Yes. Um, and then so the, what was the collaboration like with that? I was actually insanely impressed by his plan. Mm -hmm. He uh I, I got to tell this whole story. So yeah. I first heard from Aaron Bean, who you guys might know in the horror scene. Um he's he helps like tour manage Lugie and asked me about a video and I was, I told him I'd love to but was a little surprised because so Lugie's and he'll he'll he he won't care that I say he'll, he won't even listen to this I bet but he talks so much shit online like he's like he like trolls people intentionally he sure. posts offensive stuff all the time I mean stuff that even like offends me but I know he just like he's just what that's the intent thing. is yeah mm -hmm. and but I used like 
our only interaction before that was me like legitimately talking shit to him on his post and so i was like are you sure he would want to do that i don't even know the guy but i've only ever talked shit to him and aaron's like oh no that, that he's that's just what he does that's fine and then i meet him and like he's not at all what i expect like really quiet and has this like crazy detailed plan like super smart guy um he had this story written out not only like he sends me multiple documents one is just like it's written in a freaking couple pages in a story form and then then it's pretty much broken down to the lyrics like how he sees it shot Mm -hmm. so it was like almost a shot list um he had a crazy plan and we even cut down ideas from the original plan because he first and he he's like i wrote this with no budget in right and he did write it after he saw the witch and so it's inspired by that so Mm -hmm. that's why i wanted to go with that look yeah um but he so i was like we're gonna have to take some of these things out we literally (laughs) shot it in i think six different days six different locations like normally one a video takes one day like it's simple thing it's a three minute thing normally this one is six minutes but all those locations are in the first three minutes so it's not just it's not spread out that way it's a huge like i've never approached a video like this Mm -hmm. um no one's had that big of a plan or wanted to, you know, invest anything into it like he did. So it was really exciting. And I could see he really like, he also really respected us and just like, he's like, this is what I want. And then trusted me to bring it to life. Like, even though he had this, I would from like, I'm a control freak as a director. <laughs> if I had that detailed of a plan, I could, I would understand him being more like micromanaging me and wondering sure. what I'm doing with every single part. And he's just so like, he just trusted me and I I mean, I sent him photos the whole time of ideas, and when I went to locations, he came to me, like came with me to a few before we shot. But he's just he has good ideas, and he's way into like evil stuff. So they knew they approached me because it had a horror element. But even though I was like, I want to do just straight up gangster videos too. I don't want to just do <laughs> horror stuff. But um, it was everything up my alley, like hip hop, Satan witches yeah. i was like yes please <laughs> confluence um, of events yeah coming together yeah he yeah that was like all his idea and it it, and it works really well on screen so i'm glad to hear that there was some good collaboration behind the scenes uh so how much like input do you have in the overall story when somebody comes to like approach you with a video like hey i have this idea how do i go with it or like i don't know what to do what do you think um Wait, with this one? With the ones you've done so far. Well, with Lugie's, it was easy because he had it. I just directed his story. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't, all I did was, if anything, was simplify things because it was such a big concept. In fact, we shot him like falling into water. That shot is ridiculous. We, that was just, like one day just to get the one <laughs> shot. Um, But with the League of Their Own one, that one was a little harder because we were trying to figure out like, are we just having like a montage of baseball stuff or is it going to be like a, a storyline mm-hmm. something happening is the it like an end again. of a game yeah so we did that and but when we were filming that game video it was we had two cameras running we were like running two scenes all day i know we got this ending moment but i have no idea what the hell how it's going to pan out when we shoot this thing when you if you want a narrative you honestly need way more time to prepare like that's why you can just go in and just shoot a video like that with like the the bicycle one we did for Alicia, because it doesn't mm-hmm. like 
it's so much easier. You don't have to plan. If there's a narrative, you need to have a structured storyboard and plan before you shoot it. Rather than something like... Otherwise, the, you don't know what's going to happen when you put it together. Right. And that's not how I operate. <laughs> I was very stressed out that day. Going outside your comfort zone then? Did you think, do you think that kind of were able to peak some of your cre- creative juices with that? Or was that just too uncomfortable? It's like, nope, nope, let's not go with that route again. No, I just think it's just being unprepared and that's not what I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you just need a lot of time. Like all, really all filmmaking is before is done in the pre- preparation the rest is just like executing a plan that you have like detailed out so it should be easy if you haven't made that plan then it's just like a freaking train falling off the rail you know like i've been in those situations before <laughs> that, that does... with, a, with a video it's easy to put to pull it together but with like a bigger project it can just keep falling yeah further apart like we need to rein it in make a plan (laughs) right but it does speak to your level of the fact that you that's your level of professionalism though you know that's what you have to do to be successful you're not just going in this just willy-nilly there Mm -hmm. is a plan to succeed and if you stick to it you're good and if you don't you're fucked so well there always is stuff that happens on set someone used a great analogy i can't remember where what set we were on but they're like you can it's like going on a trip you can plan and pack but once you're there like you just have to use what you have and figure it out mm-hmm. right now because you can't go back and replan or repack right so like oh shit i forgot my socks yeah. <laughs> like i have a like internal talk with myself before i go to direct something that's like like you just have to make decisions right then and move on because you can't be like i don't know what should we do about anything you are the final word yeah. on that everyone is going to come to you on that one that's and go, actually the most stressful part i is think it? about being a director is like you just have to make a fucking decision and believe that you believe in it <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah that's actually it's all this it is making a million decisions because you can't turn anyone else and be like what should i do because you're the one they're all asking what to do it's, it's that horrible feeling when you turn to look to someone else and you're like no wait There's i am that person else. right but that's why it's good to have you do need people around though as a director to feed off of i mean that's what like producers and people or i like to have like eric havens when he writes a lot of my films mm-hmm. i like to have him there i ask him like all kinds of questions he's I don't, I don't know if I'm supposed to, but I'm like, I need feedback. <laughs> <laughs> the fact, though, that you're willing to, you want that kind of feedback and that kind of that back and forth. I know there are people out there that aren't that way on the sets that it's, you know, my way or the highway. So do you find that, that you're still kind of finding your directing style? Because I know that you're, how many, how, technically two shorts at this point, technically? Um. No, four. The, four. I guess no. Yeah, because grandmas. Yeah, yeah, because you had you had the Lermans. You That's had, right. Uh, I wouldn't call call that. I'm not counting that really. As a sh- call girl Grammy, the stylist, and my new one forty two counts. That's not out yet. Ah, is that the one that's still under construction, so to speak? Yes. Oh, and is, was that was that the one that when we were going through the Vim, you're like, nope, 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 don't look at that. Yeah, it's about to start. Yeah, that was <laughs> a cut of it. Ah, <laughs> uh, I kind of wanted to see it. I I'm, I'm a fan. So then lie. on top of that, and then with the music videos, then technically is that three that you've done on the music video four videos four damn it i am just a because you I had almost feel like the psas are like video short music videos because i've done most of them just as stuff set to music your psa was hella gangster this oh, year that one is i wouldn't count as anything that we shot that on a phone it was hella gangster silly. it was hella gangster i ain't yeah. gonna lie <laughs> it was fun 
was trying to be hella gangster. Which one was that? <laughs> it's the one where they're just this over past there. Blood drive. Yeah, they're sitting um, there doing ga- hood yeah. rat shit. <laughs> doing hood We're rat like shit. Like in a tattoo shop, and we have machine guns and drinking forties of blood. Yeah, drinking blood. And was that was that uh, was that Hannah that was with you? <clears throat> No, my friend Caitlin. Okay. Gee, I am just all over the place. They're on the names Caitlin and everything. Caitlin O'Connor, who helped a lot with the Loogie video also. Is that, okay. She's so, in it. Again, the film family, the people that are put, even if it's I'm just I'm all the, about that film family. Yeah. It's, it's good to have- That's a, what it's about. Like, honestly, that's the half of the addiction. I love so many different aspects of filmmaking, but I really love the community feeling and like, this is, I think this is how lame I, like, filmmaking is all- is so much so much so that so much that i care about like it's like my first priority in life that the people that i create with are like really important i don't it's interesting because it's like this battle of it being a professional thing but it's at like super personal so like you a lot of people you'll hear they don't they would never work with someone they don't like actually like because it's you spend so much time with these people Mm -hmm. I think that yeah I don't know. No, that I'm makes not going sense. Down that road, I just well, go down. <laughs> and and it's good to have like your stable, you know, quote unquote, you know, of all the people that you've worked with and have worked with, and they know your style, you know their style. It makes things a lot more yeah. symbiotic and make things a lot smoother when somebody yeah. can like know what you're talking about. So, and that's um the cinematographer from the stylist Robert Stern. He has his own camera team, and that's. There's they they are so amazing because they've worked together for so long that they're just so smooth and so fast. It's just like that makes all the difference in a like a day, a shoot could be like five hours longer if your mm-hmm. team is like out of what like not in good communication, or they're just like it takes five hours or like an hour every time to set up a shot, which that's not actually very long <laughs> to set up a shot. Speaking of setting up shop, you had a big aerial shot in in that yes. last one. How did you do that? Drone. Yeah. Everyone doesn't everyone have a drone now? It's really becoming a cliche at this point. I thought it was like, beautiful. I, I love like it, those I big sweeping like really aerial shots. In the video, yeah. Since we use it with some credits, um, yeah. But it's become a cliche in short films. Actually, people even like have made lists of the cliches <laughs> not to do. It's like, don't insert that completely unnecessary drone shot just because you, you have can. the accent. Yeah. And that's like that's the David Fincher philo- like philosophy that I try to follow. Like. He said something like, they know you can do everything. So it's like, it's not about what you can do. It's what you don't do. Like what you hold back for like moments to make them even bigger. Um, Because I've I've been, I've like drilled that so far in my head that I've been on set where someone suggested a shot that would be really cool. And I'm like, that's cool. But like, but why would we do that? Like, what's the reason for right. it? Is it organic? Does um, it lend itself to the It's plot? like, in just a, because we can, In a music video, I feel like you are more free to do that. Mm-hmm. In a film, I want it to, all this cinematography to have a lot of intention behind it. But like you said, putting it over the credits actually gave it a... a bigger scope it I mean, didn't it, it was, wasn't showy it yeah, felt really natural it, it did but it wasn't for like yeah let's why not it, it just felt yeah. like you said more organic so yeah that's cool was it fun operating the drone the drone is fun i do not touch <laughs> anything um i actually t- took the remote from jordan for a second <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and like pressed it and it went it like 
freaking flew like five feet down like in an instant i was like nope take this away i'm gonna crash it and then owe you i don't know how much money 25 dollars no, i don't know how much shows are just surround yourself with talented people man mm-hmm. they'll take care of the rest yeah, a couple drone shots in the in the good alicia video i th- think so above them when they're on the bike a couple of times see and then eventually you're going to be I, I guarantee we're going to see it one time and it's going to make all the difference in one of your features man it's going to be oh, there it is and it won't be a drone shot it'll be like a, a feature it's you could get it in there without it looking too pretentious too pretentious nice. yeah because <laughs> it's going to flow with everything else so i guess um <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> final thoughts potentially on the the music video because just in terms of speaking of uh, feature films let's talk a little bit about you know how the stylist how it started progressed and how it's continuing to evolve from the short to potential and still winning a lot of awards and still touring and still around. getting kudos and like yeah and the fact that it's I don't on know about awards it's on but... blu-ray though <laughs> But we are, we have this, this past like few months, we've been invited to tons of screenings. Like I stopped submitting it like probably a year ago and we've had like 10 screenings this month. We just keep, it's all, we just keep getting, it's like, it's the dream scenario with a short that you get just people constantly emailing Mm -hmm. us to, they're like, can I program this in my marathon here? I'm like, sure. I'm like, should I start charging people for this? (laughs) Well, I was gonna say, is, that's is, when they'll just be like never mind yeah. <laughs> pass and I'm like wait no you can show it for free I'm just trying no, <laughs> but it seems like every day like somebody is saying hey the stylus is playing or I just saw the stylus and it was great and like it's crazy I mean it, how how it's still getting a lot more fans and popularity and like and still it's fucking awesome I even oh remember God, wait. you it's screening in Israel tomorrow. That's the coolest really? thing wow. ever. Wow, that's fantastic. This uh, that's... final girls. There's multiple final girls festivals, so it's confusing. Like UK and Berlin. The Berlin edition has been touring some of their films around, and so thanks to them, it, we played in Berlin. And then they played it in Austria, and then they played. They're playing. It's this them again in Israel tomorrow. I'm just like you guys have brought us to places I didn't even know if I could possibly screen there. The farthest reach. That's, that's amazing. In- that's awesome. And I mean, how Which incredible is, super cool is that? Because that's where that's... my people are from. Right. I'm a Syrian. Yeah. I mean, is how how impactful is that for you? I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, we joke about it. That's that's intense. Super cool. No, I was like crying when I first read the email. <laughs> yeah, that's. I was like, that's where my dad was from. That's powerful. I mean, my dad was from Iran, but we are Assyrian, which is ancient for those who don't. Most people don't know what the <laughs> hell I'm saying. It's an ancient empire that was pretty much all of the Middle East. We're talking like 600 BC. <laughs> Back when, they back were, they were super evil too. We killed everybody. That's so, where the goth gangster princess I was came say, from. Uh, man. <laughs> staying, Taking over the world. Staying true to our roots here. Bringing back the Assyrian the Empire. Empire. Yeah. I don't know if I'm making inappropriate jokes. No, that is okay. Assyria That's thinks okay. I'm talking to her oh, because I Assyrian. said the Assyrian Empire. Siri, you are dumb. <laughs> she doesn't even know what it is. Intuitive, Stupid yes, Siri. but uh, that doesn't work Stupid really well. So um, you've had a chance, though, in terms of how it's kind of expanded around the world <laughs> at this point, um, maybe actually to expand it into a feature. So how is that coming about? Um, where did the where, Was the original intent from the start to expand yes. it? Okay. Um, I wanted this to make a f- feature with her story from the first place, but uh, that w- at that time... Before we shot the stylus, I'd only done Call Girl. Um, 
we actually now shot the stylist almost three years ago so i've made a lot of stuff i feel like since i've then. gotten a lot of experience since then before the stylist i was like oh god i don't know what i'm doing and now i'm making like a real movie with more than one sh like like more than one shot because the call <laughs> girl's just like camera one spot um robert and sarah took me through that movie and turned me into a real filmmaker um but what am i saying so yeah i knew i needed more experience and then actually like right after we shot the film Eric Havens and I, my co-writer, we sat down and we were going to start the feature and we had, we made it, we had some storyline we started then and I don't know if months passed and I was like, I wasn't really feeling the idea we had. Then more time passed and I, we weren't working on it. So this, then the short comes out and that's like all the feedback I'm getting. Everyone's like, so you're making this into a feature, right? Like this is a pitch for a feature. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not prepared. <laughs> and I was really bummed with myself actually like last summer, especially at Fantasia in Montreal, I met tons of like big time important people that were interested in like reading something. I, we didn't have anything ready. I was like, I knew we blew this. They say like, you should prepare for success, even though you feel like an egomaniac, but you need to assume you're going to succeed in case that you do. So you're ready. Um, That's good advice. Well, and because I, because then, um, I mean, I had been working on the stylist, but it was no, I mean, just like random outlines at that point. Mm -hmm. And so I finally like buckled mm -hmm. down on it and worked like by myself. I worked on outlining it because it's, like a story that I, I came up with just kind of the loose storyline first and then brought Eric in because he's got way more writing experience and um, I'm like super insecure about my writing. <laughs> That's I think the one place I'm not like an asshole. Um, Cause I'm like, please help me. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, but I spent a long time outlining the story and thinking about Claire and more about who she was. Cause I felt like we rushed the short and I even changed some stuff about her background from the short. Hmm. And so that then like helped in, you know, inform what the feature would be about. And so then I I finally felt like I was sure about what I wanted it to be. Then I, then I shared it all with Eric, like probably bombarded him with like a thousand documents and emails. I'm like, <laughs> now I'm ready. I need your help to, to transform this into something that makes sense. So we kind of go back and forth and, I think actually we spent so much time outlining that the actual script didn't take us as many drafts because I kind of like I wrote I wrote basically the first one that was super a super short simple version of it mm -hmm. and then he just like goes through and builds it um, and then we go back and forth like editing each other and we are I think only like three or four drafts but I now it's um to a point that I'm really excited about. Like I was, I got, I like, I think all artists do this. We go through ups and downs and feel bummed out about projects. And we think it's not where it, what we wanted it to be. Yeah. But, um, so I finally sent it to some people and I can't, I don't want to talk about exact details yet, but right. I have now like basically the dream producer on board. It's only been a couple of weeks, but this human, <laughs> I will not reveal gender even. Um, they're like someone I've looked up to for a long time. And so just the idea that they want to do it, I'm still kind of, I'm like geeked out like a fangirl yeah. about it. So I'm like, I gotta be cool. I'm working with this person. Right. Who reached out um, to who? I reached out to them, but nice. uh, met at fantastic fest last year. And, so that connection art. Um, 
you said you got to go to That's, all the festivals, right? filmmakers, networking <laughs> people. Yeah. And, um, and can I, because I know that you're kind of a self-professed introvert as well. And the fact that you're still out there at the festivals networking, is that is that outside your comfort level for you? Well, I'm curious just in terms it's of. It's weird. I like the festivals a lot because it's so much, it's like, you know, such a specific, all the same interests. Like-minded but, folks. Um, mm-hmm. I find, and this is no hate or like no diss to my homies that like when I travel alone, I'm much better at it because I'm forced to talk to other people. Like sure. if I'm with other people from the film, we have fun together, but it's like when you, it's like anything, when you travel with friends, you don't really socialize with other people as You're just much. going out. So, mm. actually I felt like at Fantastic, I didn't meet as many people, and I didn't introduce myself to this producer, because I was being probably, I am super shy, I have to be in like the right situation. Sure, sure. But um, actually he, they, oh shit, reached out to me on Facebook and, and asked to see the short after Fantastic. Then I just kept in touch. I was like, I want to work with you at some point. Cool. And they were like, well, you got to impress me. So I sent the script. They read it the day I sent it to them and w- wanted to talk to me on the phone and was like, let's talk about this. All right. That's so exciting. I'm like crazy All right. <laughs> that is... That's fucking exciting. I'm excited for you. Shit. I know. That's but... it. This is what you should be filming <laughs> all the genuine is... smiles here. The Facebook that's... Live people can't know this yet. Okay. But um, <laughs> the thing is, the hardest thing with films, like I was saying, is finding the money. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's basically the next big step. And luckily, it'll be all, like, the producer knows how to do that, and it's not my job. But that's the kind of thing where you never know. Like, it could happen right. fast. It sure. could happen never. It could happen in a year. It could happen in two months. You Like, there's no... So I kind of just have to start to prepare, like, as, as much as I can. Like I was saying, like, I have to... Yeah. I've never storyboarded more than a few, like, ten pages. So just the idea of doing this whole... I did like the first page of the feature and I'm like, oh God, this is going to take me three years to start. So I got to start doing all these things. But um, it's really exciting and we want to bring like pretty much all of the, I mean, we want to bring everyone that worked on the short onto it. Nice. I'm already talking to every most of the people from it. Um, I don't know, but, I, I, yeah. but beyond that, like I have like th- three other features that I'm like, in different stages because i've learned you have to have all these things out there because you never know what's going to work right yeah and um but i mean i feel like the stylus has a good potential because of the short and we have that to use versus Mm -hmm. having to when you when you talk to investors we normally make these like pitch packets that have all these photographs Mm -hmm. and crap all over it's Mm -hmm. just something to show people yeah Yeah. proof of concept when you have like the an actual film it's like here's yeah. what it's gonna look like and that's why we really want the same teams like the cinematographer and design Absolutely. production designer because i mean that's why it looks so beautiful it was great it killed it i mean i like after i was like i, I want to see more of claire well and that's just it it was you realize that's not claire's first kill she's obviously done some things before and yeah it's gonna keep on doing story stuff. itself yeah. is intriguing enough that i'm glad that we're hopefully gonna be able to see and how i'm even, gonna figure out how to make it no matter what oh no even it's if fun gonna, these hollywood yeah. people will give us money then we're gonna do something drastic i don't know what Car wash. Car Let's wash. have a car wash. Car wash. We're to raise a hundred thousand dollars. Right. No, it, it, donation haircuts. We could, <laughs> we could have like you know give a haircuts for donations and then like what the hell, Claire? You know. Just <laughs> oh my gosh. I would like to see that. <laughs> well, they but did. it was exciting to finally share the script with someone outside of Eric and I because it's just been like 
when it's just us two like in this world for two years like we're like does it i wonder if anyone else is gonna think this is good or like does this make does this read yeah um it was really exciting to hear that the producer liked it and then some of the team like najara's read it and couple other people it's just really exciting nice i am i'm i'm truly excited for me this. too me too well you talked about though just the fact that financing is so much more difficult now and i know a lot of people mention the fact that piracy has taken a huge toll on why people just don't uh support films anymore just in terms yeah. of the money do you do you see a lot of that then just i mean in- that just like makes sense to me that's what's so really frustrating about people that think they like films and they don't and they do stuff like that they don't yeah. know what they're doing in the industry because you have to think about like every film at these these smaller like genre films that you see are like quarter a million dollar budgets and half the time they're like they don't even you know make their money back let alone make a profit so it's mm-hmm. like if none of these things make their money back then all of those financiers they don't finance more movies no one like realizes the domino effect of this it's like mm-hmm. then we lose more and more of those kind of movies and all we get are like the hollywood yeah the lowest big... common do- denominator movies you mentioned there's such a sharp divide between the haves and the haves nots even within the film community and especially in horror i mean like hollywood blockbuster horror movies are nowhere near as good as some of the independent horror movies well, i mean you in- know it just uh, made a lot of money which is great but that's just huge that's studio studio yeah. horror right. versus people that are in yeah. the trenches right now that are trying to put together genuinely talented people that we know exactly. that are trying to put together this and mm-hmm. as you mentioned you just have to be doing it from the passion because a lot yeah. of it ultimately may never manifest but it doesn't matter because you've got that you you have to do it <laughs> um it's, yeah it's crazy you never i mean and and i don't even know like what in the hell that whole side of the business is like all the like, glamour and like where i don't think there's any glamour <laughs> i mean like all the business side oh, yeah. trying to find the finances and yeah. talking to all these people like, where, is this a magic, like, land full of people with money? Where do these people come from? <laughs> Ideally, the right producers, um, maybe, that, you know, know the people. Um, what's nice is we do have an agent at a big agency helping us with financers. and But it's interesting. You, I th- think there's probably millions of projects at this stage. So it's like you're just lucky if you get past that stage. Like, mm-hmm. um, I've been attached to another feature that, like, I teased in an announcement in july we're still not like you really don't want to announce official right. stuff to like till you do have financing because you never know if anything's going to happen mm-hmm. um but that's like a really exciting project i w- want that one to happen too but that connected me to uh, eric stoles who wrote not the actor you're thinking of from because yeah. uh, I, I, we kind of like huh? not tz z e at the end okay. um he uh, wrote late phases at vampire or oh vampire, yeah werewolf, werewolf, werewolf film yeah. Uh-huh. Um, we've connected and, uh, we're working on another project that he's, a, he mostly, he just writes and he's going to write basically an idea I've had for a couple of years that I'm like crazy excited about. So I just have like all these things at different stages and I feel like you just have to, cause if, then if something hmm. does work, then you have to have whatever's next yep. yeah. ready to go. You've, it, you've been in the, you've been tr- doing this for all this time. Like you said, every moment has been a learning experience. And so, as you said, you've got them all these, what do they say? The poker's in the fire, if you will. Mm-hmm. And you're ready you to your ducks in a row. act at a moment's notice there. I'm it is horrifying though, to really imagine <laughs> directing a future film. <laughs> well, I feel like actually 
I mean, it's just logically just a longer version of what you've already done, right? Mm -hmm. But <laughs> but it's a longer version scary, of it. <laughs> well, there's many scary... I mean, the pressure of it being a thing that involves all this money that needs to be made back for these people that aren't that have nothing to do with you. They like, want results. Um, it's not even... Actually, that's not even the scariest <laughs> part to me. It's more like... I don't... I get it really intimidated... But I, I like to put myself, I guess, in intimidating situations. It's what I seem to keep doing to myself. <laughs> Gravitating but like, towards I work them. with all these people that like I'm intimidated by. So I just like talk to myself and be like, "You're like on this level, and it's cool." <laughs> You're the like, GGP. I don't know how Come I can direct people that I'm I'm intimidated by everybody. But I guess I put pull it off somehow. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The, there you go. The goth gangster princess. You know, it's got to be the persona. Be Wait. Earlier, you were saying something about directing style, and honestly, I on, I honestly want to know what it's like to just be able to focus on directing and not be producing just, so much. Um, so that's what I'm excited about with these features is that I don't have to do all the logistics. Mm -hmm. It's like oh, a director actually gets to focus on just the creative stuff. Like that's what you're supposed to be doing, <laughs> especially on set, like in a re real nice fancy set with a million people working. Yeah, directors like not doing anything but you know just working with the actors not worrying about anything else like because mm -hmm. there's just someone else to worry about every little thing so it's hard to honest it's like when do, it's hard to be a director and and i'm worried about what's happening next and is that yeah. person ready for this and but i think ultimately though it does make you better prepared for when you get to focus yeah. just on the directing that god forbid anything else happens you're like Psh, that's easy that's, we got this yeah that's that's done and then some so but on these Mega! levels you do have to be down to just to do everything and not have any kind of like ego like yeah i knew somebody I'll talk shit on them on here. I don't, don't know have their to name. name a name, but you know. But they they were talking. They're just just a filmmaker, no like more famous, no bigger than I am. I'm not saying I'm big, but they're they were talking about how they didn't even know like their crew members' names. It's like who the fuck are you? They what were bragging about that. They were just saying it like because I was not. asking them what their names were, and mm -hmm. they were they just were like I don't know that like that's not beneath my job me. like uh, yeah like it was beneath them like, yeah. you can tell like, so much and they're like that's how real and they try oh. to defend it and be like mate that's not no i don't give a fuck how big time i was like that's crazy yeah that's not cool that's ah, that's no, that's <laughs> shitty. That's shitty. Well, yeah, I honestly, I think you can always tell someone's character by how they treat someone that's perceived to be in a lower class, if you will. And if someone's genuinely good, then they're probably a good person. But then you get people like that that are just mm -hmm. so full of themselves. And I'm not, like film family, I know everyone. Like I make like when I'm t posting about everything we do, I make sure I tag every person that worked on it, even if all they did was like pick up a water bottle for somebody. And I even tell everybody on my cruise that I'm like, I just. I understand I might be annoying with all my posts. Like, feel, feel free to untag yourself, hide it, whatever. But I mean, like, I'm doing it out of respect because I don't want it to look like, look at my movie I made all by myself. It actually took, like, 30, you know, 20, 30 people. Um, yeah, that's crazy to me. That's good. No, it's to good. To not know everyone's name. I'm like, who who did this for you then? How, who hired these people? Right. I think ultimately, that's what we know our warning sign now in terms of body swapping. We talked about this on uh, Nerds and Nostalgia, how we can tell if people have been body swapped. I think if Jill ever decides, you know, like the, the, the cast, uh, the staff is beneath her. It's the like, peons. It's yeah. happened. Mm. She's been swapped. <laughs> The Although princess that, that must be usurped. That's that right. That seems GGP-like. Usurper. There we go. 
<laughs> like a gangster loves loves her whole crew. So I guess uh, final a thoughts. Just don't cry. Uh, final thoughts, just in terms of kind of the the, the videos. I gotta and the talk shorts about forty count two counts a little bit. Let's do Yo. it. Let's do it. That's yeah. The, well, that's the one. Then that's the that's um, up on the horizon. We shot it in July, and I've admittedly put it on the back burner for all these videos. Um, it's pretty much locked as far as the edit. So I've got to move on to color and sound and all of the fun stuff and music. So we're planning on like hoping for a big-ish premiere next summer. Um, like I, I don't like to rush my films. I was like, I'm going to wait on that one and finish these really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just a, like a, a short thriller. Okay, It's like seven minutes long. Um, I know Spoiler. in the horror thriller world we like to all debate this and some people are like thriller is a snobby word for horror or i or like some people hate the word thriller well, i think there is actually a, i understand the difference um i also think that you can look at both as both things mm-hmm. oh, absolutely uh, it's subjective uh-huh. but uh i feel like in that sense you could say like the stylus is also a thriller because i think a thriller is meaning more like we're more interested in the psychological, psychological. stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's more about learning about these like characters versus scaring your audience. Like, right. My intention with like the stylus was not to scare like anybody. It's like to make them like feel sad and like disturbed by what was happening. Yeah. Mission accomplished, um, by the way. But I guess it's more of this one I would say is a thriller because there isn't any like. Outright. There's no blood. This is the first thing I made <laughs> a film I've made with no blood. Can can you give a spoiler-free brief synopsis? Um, what is my official synopsis? <laughs> <laughs> to, to the internet. <laughs> um, why well, I don't even know what to say. It's based on a true story ah, from here in Kansas City, Ooh, and it's about a couple girls, a couple women. We need to stop referring to women as girls, uh, me included, <laughs> uh, that are just hanging out at one of the girl, one of the women, <laughs> one of the ladies' play, amazing apartment. She's an artist, this character, and they're hanging out, watching movies, smoking weed, and they real they discover something extremely disturbing in their apartment. And I can't tell you anything else. Uh, uh, cool. Yeah. That, done. Done. Yeah. Cool. Well, that sounds awesome. You heard it here first, right. potentially, or at least a little bit more on the inside of that. That's really rad. So you're anticipating possibly, potentially, next summer? Yes, because, I mean, <laughs> well, how, how festivals work is the bigger ones, especially the deadlines, are like six months. Four, maybe three will be the late, super late deadline mm-hmm. before they happen. So you have to submit quite a bit earlier. Like South by Southwest final deadline was just... Friday and their festival's not till March. Holy like, shit. Oh wow. So you have to plan ahead. Yeah. Planning y'all. People are just like, I made this film, where could I show it? I'm like, What? That's not how it works. <laughs> What's your next one? Do you have the next script? Do you have this this um, stuff shot? So I'd like to really submit it to Fantasia. I feel like I, I will have it done in time. That was my favorite festival I've been to so far, but it's like the most prestigious I've been to also, so it's by no means do I think we're going to get in by just because. Um, but and then BFF Girls, which was a short I helped produce, directed by Brian Lonano. Um, that one I'm insanely excited, more excited about than my film. <laughs> more proud of, honestly. Yeah. Uh, 
it is like so cool. I've it's a like basically a live action anime film with like blood and insanity and I don't even know. It's a horror comedy fantasy anime thing. Fun stuff. Um, yeah. Fun stuff. But like I've never been a part of a film that's that that's like a fantasy really with that many like <clears throat> that much stuff being created in post production. Like a lot of the film was shot on a green screen, so. Every time I've seen updates, it's just like, just mind. I've never worked worked on something like that, so it's like I've almost, I've literally like broken into tears every time I get to see a new cut of it, because it's even it's more than just like this silly crazy thing. It has a lot of heart in it, mm-hmm. and I think that's really what's going to shock people. It's like a really special, crazy th- project, um, and we hope to we have really high hopes to uh, premiere that somewhere big like South by Southwest. Now, when working with the green screen, did you start getting like a whole bunch of ideas? Like, hmm. Um, well, it's not really much of what, like the style of stuff that I do. I feel like right. it would work for a lot of green uh, music video stuff, depending on the concept. But then you need a really good visual effects person, and that's a yeah. whole thing. To expect someone to do visual effects for not a lot of money, because that's a big job. Like, we shot bff girls in june and the vfx won't be done till like december i mean the person's not working on them full time but right. like it's a lot of stuff <laughs> um it was really cool to to do it and get that experience like mm-hmm. and to work on something just nothing like like something i've directed uh or i don't even or i could ever even imagine like creek come up with in my head <laughs> um it it's crazy i have a little cameo in there actually um yeah, it's a it's a gross cameo too. <laughs> now can it we involves qualify? blood and periods, <laughs> and I so. got a sweet cameo. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds- Wait, I'm telling everyone. There's a big there's a close up of just like blood gushing out of like my shorts, aka <laughs> vagina. <laughs> I didn't even realize that the shot was going to be so insane. I I was playing this girl in the background. I mean, there's like a, a specific mo. I knew it was like a, a big moment, but I didn't think I'd really be in a close-up of any kind. <laughs> and I've got the camera like between my legs. Like, and I can't wait to just... see this premiere. It's going to be like on the huge screen. <laughs> and I thought it was going to be like a little dribble. No, they had a whole like hose set up to like spew <laughs> it out of my shorts. I'm like, I wasn't prepared for this. I'm glad I have another pair of shorts. So uh, it's gonna be on the big screen. You're just there, evil deading it. Just oh, that yeah. sounds madness. You have to have that. You know the. It's definitely the style of like ridiculous. You know, mm-hmm. like nothing. Right. None of the blood is realistic right. by any means. Over the top craziness. It sounds appropriate. That guy is and... just so. Uh, Brian is just unlike any filmmaker I've met, and for his stuff. I don't know, you know, you see a lot of, like, s- gross stuff that is more like smut horror or whatever mm-hmm. the hell that is. And even though his stuff is gross, it's nothing like that. Like, it, it somehow is, like, very well done and it somehow doesn't feel like it's disgusting. But, but it's it, fun it's disgusting. It's, like, professional, Pro- professionally done as well, too. Like, his last film is called Gwilliam and it's about ultimately about I've a goblin. I've heard about Gwilliam. A goblin that gives blowjobs, like assaulting you with a blowjob in the back of an because alley. nobody forgets what? their William. They're you haven't seen William? No, I have seen William. Okay. Nobody forgets their William. That's, that was the tagline. Is that the tagline? Yeah. yeah. 
it's nobody, it's fucked up. Nobody it's, forgets Sir William. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's insane. It's it's what you think. It's a it's a blowjob goblin, and it's it's. Yeah. I mean, his stuff like his last two films were premiered at South by Southwest, so he's his stuff is just so unique. And I guess what I'm trying to say is a lot of people like that. If I would stereotype them as being. I don't even know. Not at all like what like Brian is just this big dorky sure. teddy bear like nice guy that's not like he would never like offend anybody. Like he's just very conscious of being sensitive about everything. So it's like for his these crazy shit that he makes, you think he the kind of person behind it might be like fuck everyone. Like <laughs> fire hydrant periods and blowjob goblins. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the In quiet fact, ones. Especially with this film and it was co-written with his wife Victoria Cook uh he's like extremely sensitive to that it's a very like female centric film and it's not at all like even though like the blood is silly and crazy it's not like the message behind it's not at all like period in fact it's not about periods being gross and crazy which normally when they're in films it's like exploiting them in that way like it's disgusting and this it's actually like the message behind the whole film is that it shouldn't be something like taboo or something that anyone's afraid to talk about right and but I was like, it's funny that that's the me- with you're making a really gross, bloody period movie, and that's the message that it's nothing you should be afraid. Of. <laughs> that like, periods are okay, but yet <laughs> let's like shoot blood everywhere. <laughs> that's People awesome. are going to seriously, I think, geek out about it because the the girl like it's like very Sailor, Sailor Moon inspired. Yeah. The girls mm-hmm. like their costumes are incredible. I even borrowed one of the real costumes for Halloween from our uh, costume designer Toniette. She's amazing. Like every costume was made from scratch it's like this is a huge production for you know like a short film it was because i mean down to the shoes of dollars spent on costumes that she made damn that's well i guess that just goes to show you just the care it goes into that your costume looked awesome by the way it was so cool yeah so cool wearing like a gold sailor moon it was was dope which is lily they're all named after flowers lily rose and violet Lily has a, a very cute personality. She's, I think, my favorite character. Is that what drew you Uh-oh, towards the that character? The other ones are going to be... Oh, oh, yeah. They're going to kill me, the BFF girls. Uh-oh. You done fucked up now. Better the, hide the GGP. Yeah, I was going to say the Rose BFF Violet, versus the GGP. Mm-hmm. That's going to be pretty intense. <laughs> oh, we joked that I Battle need to come acronyms. in as the uh, goth BFF girl and like try to lure them oh, to the dark right. side. Dahlia. They need to make me a... There we go. There's a flower. Black, Dahlia. Uh, yep. You're, version of the outfit <laughs> exactly you're the black dolly or you're the flower just you're still in the flower theme but it's the dolly expanded universe you yeah. can already bff2 i think that's i think the crown has entered my brain <laughs> i was gonna say I, I see little bits of flesh on the end of that there. long live the ggp it's just getting all cronenberg in here and just drilling into the head <laughs> what the fuck claire right <laughs> truly one of those moments so i guess yeah uh, uh, any other ones that you are working on right now that um we can maybe look forward to or anything else to promote sorry i just got a text no i know no it was the it was taking the crown <laughs> that off I'm gonna, that i'm gonna talk shit on when i get off this podcast uh-oh uh-oh <laughs> um, oh the good stuff off keys What's hey, up, Keys? I can't believe you asked if GGP was my alter ego. Do you even know who I am? <laughs> I, th- I don't know if she has a clue. Jill Six know. is my alter ego. Jill Six, motherfucker! Jill Six and GGP, I don't even know anything. Maybe I do make a GGP Twitter account. There we oh, go. No. Ah, that's just too much. That's it's too I'm... much. Actually, we decided all my rap videos are going to be called a GGP joint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A GGP joint. Spike Jones is going to 
Sue me. Yeah. Spike Lee. Spike Lee. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. better. Wrong, Spike. Wrong Spike. Better Spike Jones and Sp- God Mike, damn Jones. It. Mike Jones. Mike Jones. Wait, what's this one number? Two, three, oh, eight, yeah. zero, zero. Five. Holla at me. Because <laughs> you know, we gotta bro- look up his phone number right now. Hot holes all over. I'll be selling everybody. Wait, that's Paul Wall. Yeah. Um, Call me George from the grill. The camp. <laughs> I think that Paul Wall and Mike Jones were somehow connected. The same person. They were BFFs. Yeah, I think so too. BFF girls. That, that and Slim Thug. Because he's creeping and crawling and still balling in the mix. So. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? I got to know Mike Jones' phone number. You don't Mike so you, Jones. You're not gangster enough to know, but Mike Jones is a rapper from like. 15 years ago at least only had a couple no, maybe 10 years maybe 10 no, years that's ago that's how old we are in his songs he would wrap his phone his number, actual phone actual number his, his actual, actual phone number, number so people could call him yeah. Two eight one three three zero. i gotta look it up eight zero zero four i'm guessing that i was gonna say do you, have do you think it's still connected do you think if we call it right now it'd be like <laughs> mike jones yeah it was just like a recording so it was he didn't so just throw out the five 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 kind of thing he no was it was like, his actual phone number that's brave yeah it was yeah it was Googling it. Oh, that's insane. Mm-mm. That's insane. Oh my God, Why guys! I that... knew it. Two three one three three zero eight zero zero five. Anytime, night or day. Oh. That's the wrong phone. <laughs> See, the only one I remember is a uh, five 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 two three six eight from Ghostbusters. So uh, that just tells you how non-gangster I am, unfortunately. Eight, uh, nine seven six seven. Two, three, no wait. For your uh, horoscope, Jenny. What was it? Oh, uh, seven six five three zero nine. Yeah. Are you really calling Mike Jones? Oh Jesus. Why isn't anything happening? Because you got to probably put it under there. You got to, you got to. User busy. Oh. <laughs> User busy. That means. Mike Jones ain't doing shit. What's he talking about? So many people call him Mike Jones right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whoever has that number. He's, he's on conference just... with uh, Paul Wall, <clears throat> the people's champ. <laughs> so I guess, I don't know. Um, as we kind of derail here. I had a grill. The... You I had, had a two grill. grills. Yeah. I gotta find. I know I lost one when I was drunk once, and I don't know where the other one is. <laughs> How do you lose the grill? When you... <laughs> okay, listen. Both of my grills yeah. were, of course, vampire grills. Of course, of course. The first one, which I wish I had that one more so, and that's when I lost. Was, was it jewel encrusted? Was, was, no, it was just a yellow gold one, just on the fangs and connected behind. <laughs> then my friend got me one that was white gold with diamonds encrusted uh, on it, and they're princess they're like separate. And I don't know. I feel like those are somewhere. I don't know where I put them. That's rough. That's I kinda, really rough. I kind of want those bullshit ghetto girls that you get at like flea markets and shit. Like the one size fits all. They're like $5, but they'll fuck up your mouth. But they look cool for like five grill. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to find a picture of the grill. The GGP grill. The- Obvi. <laughs> We're going to hell a gangster up in here. We're going to do like... Uh, I'm wearing the, them in this picture. I was gonna say I just I've probably missed out not having a grill, grill? on. I'm well, check that out. That's picture. a grill. Dude, grills are dope. <laughs> I, it's again. I you guys selling are selling everybody grills. Can, can we do maybe a gangsta makeover on me someday? Throwing all you some do grills. Is go to, back then, all you had to do was go to a uh, hot topic. No, that's go right. To the mall. What mall is that? Bannister Mall. Bannister Mall. Bannister mall. When, even back then, there was only maybe three stores open. It was struggling even back and in its heyday. They even like form like did form the thing on my teeth and then sent off to have them made. Wow, I kind of want. I, we should bring back grills. Did they ever go away? 
Not if you're a real gangster. I was going to say, right? That's true. That's true. If you're a real gangster, you got a permanent grill. Yeah, and I'm not a real gangster. (laughs) Gangster on the weekends. You get your teeth replaced with a fucking grill. (laughs) Honestly, if I think if I ever need dentures... I would get grills if I, because I'm gonna have to take my teeth in and out anyway. I would get denture grills. They that they should have denture grills for like the like the homies in the in the retirement home. This this goes off for all my dudes up in Shady Acres, you know. Just like, when you're too old to kick it, right? And the hip the, won't take it. And you're sitting there in your wheelchair. They see me rolling. They hate and just gangster it out up at the old folks' home. <laughs> just oh man. I'm posting this grill pic on Twitter for y'all. <laughs> Rolling down the street, smoking Indo, sipping on Geritol and juice. <laughs> <laughs> Laid back. And nothing on your mind because you're in dementia, right. unfortunately. So. That's the sad reality uh, the of dog it dog pound for the old home. For the old dogs. <laughs> so final thoughts here, gang, on anything regarding the GGP while we have her here in the house? Beyond grills. Beyond grills. Um, you want to tell George Foreman because I'm selling everybody grills. <laughs> Do you want to shout out your social social media? Actually, or shout no, out uh, make sure that you guys shout are out to Paul Wall. October 30th, Monday, October 30th at the Screenland is an armor tapcade. Armor. armor. At the Screenland Armor for the uh, Loogie premiere video party. And then, of course, yes. all the stuff afterwards, right? Room. Uh, you guys. Going hard on it's... a Monday. And that, it's yes. going up. On a Monday. I think it's Tuesday in the song, but whatever. <laughs> we can make it fit any the occasion. The video will be online on Halloween for all of you to see. So you guys have no it's excuse. Good too. If you're in the Kansas City area, make sure you come out and see it. If you're not, just get online and check it out. So, Jill, thank you so much for coming in and hanging out with us. Thank you Doing for having home. me. Of course, of course. <laughs> we love having royalty on the episode. Uh, uh, you wouldn't do it. You've got to have the princess. What song you got ready? Same as the outro. (laughs) So until next time, guys, this is Greg D. And I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. For that chisel. Break it down.